Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself, if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. Good morning. Hello. Welcome to another week. So I've been thinking um, some this morning and over the last few days you've shared this, what's it called, the hardest race in the world or? Uh, The world's toughest, toughest race, the eco challenge in Fiji. Yeah. It is amazing to watch that show, not only because of what they do and the um, the challenge of the physical race itself, but the personal stories mm-hmm. behind it, um, and watching what people go through and how they are so bonded and so... The, just the relationship factor of these teams, not only within the teams, but between the teams is pretty amazing to watch. Yeah. Um, they realize they're, they've all joined into this uh, struggle to finish um, and that it's hard uh, and that they... Uh, they obviously want to finish themselves, but they want to see their competitors do well. Um, and so they will end up sharing resources and things like that. And, you know, for me, I just think about how, at least to me, it's an analogy of our lives. Mm-hmm. If we'll let it be, yeah. um, you know, it's not a race necessarily to win. It's a race to finish. Um, and just the spirit of cooperation and encouragement that you see on that television show, wouldn't it be such a better planet if we had that realizing that in the same vein, we're all in this together. We're wanting to finish well uh, to provide resources when someone else is in need, etc. Yeah, yeah. And listening to the people, um, some of the ones who had the most challenging circumstances or the injuries or whatever it is, listening to their process mentally and what they go through and and the fact that they find out so much about themselves that it truly is a personal growth experience as much as it is a physical challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this show allowing you to be part of that story is really, really a great thing. 
And I guess it's the same creator as Survivor, right? Mark Burnett. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Although this is not about deception and yeah. This is nothing like Survivor, if, you've, if you're if you not familiar listening or watching this show. So don't equate the two. Right. Um, that's all about getting ahead by lying and deceiving and cheating. And mm-hmm. uh, this is none of that. This is actually sportsmanship at its best. Yeah. And it, like you said, um, it's a in a way, a metaphor for our lives that we're all on a journey. And sometimes we can be duped into thinking that it's an individual, independent journey. Um, but we're, but we're so connected to other people along the way. And we're influencing people all around us all along the way and how we live our lives how we go through our journey is is so important. Um, yeah, because another neat thing, as long as we're using this race kind of as a metaphor, it shows that things, you know, are not necessarily fair or equal across the board. I mean, mm-hmm. there are teams who got through this one section of the race, which was a really pretty steep uphill mountain biking section. Well, some of them got through before the torrential rains hit. And so they were actually able to bike up. Once these rains hit, it became a vertical slog of peanut butter. I mean, you couldn't bike. You had to push your bicycle Mm. through this nasty stuff. Well, so the teams experience different things. In some respects, you could say, well, it's not quote unquote fair. It wasn't equal. And we know that life is not like that either. Um, But no one complained that other people got through before the rain. It's just, that's the way it happened. And uh, there's still a really good spirit of just, you know, this is, uh, I'm in here to challenge myself and do the best I can without regard to, uh, comparing myself necessarily to the other teams. Right, right. So that, you know, speaks to the the saying of the hand of cards that you've been dealt. You can sit there and cry about them, or you can take your hand and create the best game you can with it. And and also, speaking to the this time and the season that we're living in, we were born for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. And other people, you know, had their own challenges. If you lived through the World Wars, that was a whole nother set of challenges to live through and create, you know, just thinking about the the power that we have to to live our lives in spite of the challenges, what are you going to bring to it? What what can you and the people around you work together to to um, bring about as you go as you go through the journey together? There's so much potential there. Yeah, and I mean another thing that this show captures so beautifully is the spirit of the 
of common humanity, mm-hmm. um, which I think is absent in what we're facing in our everyday lives. You know, the divisiveness, uh, the willing to tear each other down and you don't get that at all in this show i mean yes it's a race and they're competing and there are people who want to win but you never hear one team say a bad word about another team or the team that's ahead of them there's utmost respect and regard and yes they want to win they say look i want to beat the new zealanders because they're the best but they never tear them down um, it's all in the spirit of common humanity and thriving, which is such a beautiful thing to see because we do not live in that world every day. So what is it about these people who do these kinds of things? That's, you know, they live for these challenges and they're, they push themselves and they suffer like on purpose. They sign up for suffering. What is it that has created this attitude of, mutual support and and camaraderie instead of vicious competition it's um something totally that's a good question there's probably a number of reasons and i'm no psychologist or whatever but i think one thing i can say from my own experience although it limited is there is something about enduring hardship with another group of people that bonds you. And so this race, they're all enduring uh, a real squeezing and pressure and hardship, and it brings them together. Um, and in a, you know, almost laughable way, uh, I experienced just a, a little taste of this in my fraternity when my pledge class would go through hardship together, we'd all have to do push-ups or whatever it was. We had we endured things together, so it brought us together as a pledge class. We had more sense of common respect and humanity because we were all going through the same thing together. Right. And I'm assuming it did that when you were dancing at some level. You're all being pushed and... Sure, just to make it through the toughest ballet you've ever danced. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I know we've said this on this podcast before, but that's one of the potential positives of going through this season of coronavirus is that we have a shared, you know, something to walk through that brings suffering with it yeah but the problem is we're not sharing it because some people don't think it's real right. <laughs> and um so there's the the division again um you know if on this race some teams felt like well some of the challenges that people are facing aren't real and uh they've or making something out of it, which they shouldn't, I think it would look very differently. So yeah, yeah, there's, there's not a shared even foundation of what they're in together uh, as far as this pandemic we're in. And so, yeah, it looks real different. Yeah. As opposed to maybe, you know, a, a different generation who went through, the time of the world wars, 
you knew, everyone knew you, it was wartime and everyone was impacted. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad, you know, and until somebody out there loses somebody they know and love, uh, before their time, they may never be convinced. I mean, it's one thing if someone who's 95 dies of coronavirus. I mean, they've lived a long life and they may have died of something else. So that's, I mean, I'm not dismissing it, but it is a different category than, as we've talked about, my friend Frank, who's my age, 52, in good shape, yeah. who died uh, earlier this month. And for people out there to say that this thing isn't real, you know, I'm just like, well, you obviously are so far removed from this thing, you have no idea because it is real. It took a it took a friend of mine. Yeah. I mean, my friend Frank wouldn't be dead if it weren't for coronavirus. Nothing else was going to take him out. Not the flu. You know, so it, it's real. Mm-hmm. And once you have that perspective that we're in this together, then it does begin to build that bond. And, you know, uh, I do uh, hope that there are successful therapeutics and vaccines uh, that are uh, engineered. And I don't care who does them. The Germans, the Israelis, us, you know, we're all in this together. It's it's not a competition. It's mm-hmm. let's do something to help the globe get on a more uh, secure footing for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about the Enneagram a little bit on this podcast before, and and we're certainly not. Um, we are not authorities on the Enneagram, but um, the question has come to me. I'm wondering if there are tendencies in the numbers that avail themselves to walking through suffering and getting the most out of it, of coming out on the other side you know, with a tendency to embrace it and grow from it and, and not resist it. I don't know, but I'm just, the question is there. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I'm sure there are people who we would respect who could talk about this from each of the numbers yeah. who have gone through suffering. So it certainly it's possible for any number to do it right. for any personality type, uh, according to the Enneagram. But are there some that it's more conducive to and easier for than others? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and, Part of me is reminded right now that uh, yesterday as I was preaching, I talked about how um, 
I was doing a little bit of a comparison with Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings stuff, as far as each person had a part to play, uh, but that there was no single superhero, that everybody was going to need help along the way. And that's clear in his literature. Uh, there's not just one Superman who saves the day for everybody by himself, but there's each of the characters has their own strengths and weaknesses, and they and everyone needs help at some point. And I think that's true about the struggles uh, of facing challenges and getting through whatever the Enneagram number might be. I think we all need uh, people around us to help us through rather than it being an isolated process, which I think is going to make it much tougher mm-hmm. on any of the personality types. Um, so just the fact that we need people who bring different perspectives and uh, bring uh, complementary things that we ourselves may not possess as much of or um, that we're not practiced in is going to be so helpful uh, when facing. And that's the, that's the tragedy of this is the United States and the globe is facing this incredible challenge. And instead of being complementary and trying to work together to do this, uh, we're all fighting each other while this thing just does this virus does what it's going to do because we can't even, uh, treat each other as with, uh, being civilized. (laughs) (laughs) which is unbelievably tragic. Yeah, that's such a good point about, you know, a good team is aware of each person's strengths and weaknesses and they come together and they build something that is collectively much stronger than any of them could be by themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a a great thing to think about in terms of, you know, your family unit and and looking at your family and embracing your family right now and leaning on the strengths that are there and then buoying up the weaknesses, supporting one another. And that goes for a church family or a city or a, a country or the world. You know, you can look at it through any lens. All right, so we're off to, to engage another week of the journey. Yeah, we hadn't talked about counting stars, but that's, it's that. Um, and I think part of counting the stars is, is this is going to be cheesy, um, <laughs> So I'll own that. But seeing, you know, as a metaphor, each other as stars and counting on each other and the the reality and the viability and the preciousness of each one. That, you know, last example from this race, we're talking about this eco challenge was, you know, one team who... The sun is, it's their four person team. So the sun is the team captain 
and he's racing with his father who has Alzheimer's, early onset Alzheimer's. But his father's been doing these things most of his life and, and finishing. Um, and, you know, his son wanting to do this race with him, realizing that just to finish was going to be an amazing feat. And they don't, you know, they end up not being able to finish. Um, but the impact that it has on the team uh, to open their spirits and their hit minds to uh, compassion and uh, just what it means to be kind and loving is incredible. So the, you know, counting the star of this older man who uh, has Alzheimer's is not being worthless. Yeah. His star may be dimming a bit at the moment, but he's, they all did it because of him. He was the rallying point for this entire experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that he was at, you know, physically maybe or mentally the weakest um, point of his life. Sorry, <laughs> I get emotional about this. He turned, he was the greatest inspiration to that team. So he ended up being the strength. And for so many other teams. I mean, you'll see other teams that will come along. Like his name was Mace, and they'll, the, Mace's team would leave and they, the camera would be on the team that he had just passed. You know, this, I'm thinking of this one team from Australia who said, you know, Mace is a massive inspiration to us. Uh, he's, we know him by reputation for what he's done and that he's out here struggling with his family to do this. And it's like, whenever I'm tired and I want to quit, I think about Mace and it helps me keep going. Yep. So never underestimate. You may think that, you know, that you're at your weakest. Mm-hmm. But in community, you may be inspiring. You may be helping someone that you're not even aware of. Just yeah. keep on your journey. That's good. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter, and we're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars, enjoy your freedom to explore life, and just take it one step at a time. Peace.